a cash. They are trying to be a decentralized AWS for the compute power. They are doubling, it looks like, the compute capacity from, what is it, 256 CPUs to 512 CPUs. And they're also highlighting four key features that are going to get tested. We'll just highlight those four. So first, persistent storage. This one, they're going to allow data to actually store and stay put in between leases. So if your AWS equivalent node went down and you're hosting a server, it, the system will retain access to the stored data. So it's, it's actually almost mimicking storage in a public cloud, which I guess it, it didn't do that before. I, I didn't even know that. And the two other key features that I thought were really interesting was the fractional token. So you'll be able to keep the payment, the prices consistent. So you pay in the Acash token, but if the Acash token 10x is, to use the Acash network is not going to become 10x more expensive. They're going to have a fractional system so that the pricing remains consistent in terms of fiat and resource right, consumption. Right now, it's you can't deploy anything cheaper than one Acash per block. Yeah, exactly. So you can do deployments at a lower cost, right? Right. So if you're just trying to deploy a wallet or something really lightweight, that could potentially be really expensive, not with this fractional launch. That's now. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge requirement for adoption because I remember with like Helium, if, if you, before, if you had a Helium hotspot and you wanted to a certain new location, every time you did that, it would cost 10 Helium tokens, and they introduced a fractional system because it became way too expensive. You know, when Helium was like thirty bucks, you're spending three hundred dollars just to assert a new. You know, if you moved locations, so they did the similar system over there with this fractional thing. So it's only a couple bucks now in fiat terms to do that. So I think this is really key for for huge adoption to take place. Um, Definitely, I agree. The, yeah, the other one is just the inflation decay curve. So before, apparently, this has been a manual process where they would have to change the inflation curve manually through governance voting, not algorithmically. And that was surprising to me because I thought that it's a fairly expected thing to have, to have that kind of automated. So, I mean, that's that's huge just from a tokenomics perspective. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is just a really technical overview of what I think is one of the more exciting projects that nobody's talking about. And I mean, I don't know what the market cap of this coin is right now, but it's, it's probably this dip is, is pretty attractive. It's at only like 400, it's 432 million fully diluted or 147 million uh, circulating supply. So, you know, I find those kind of entries attractive, but I don't know, man. I mean, what did you think about this? I don't know if you had much time to look at it. Not a whole lot to discuss, but just a really interesting project. Yeah, I think it's, well, I think um, one big thing, if people don't know, this is on um, in the IBC network in the Cosmos. So this is connected to Adam and Luna and um, Juno and all the other uh, coins in there. So I think that's a big thing, too, that that kind of, it allows that interoperability uh, between different chains. Um which is just huge for growing the market too. I mean, if you already have 
people able to easily access this. And hopefully as adoption and word spreads and they get more features, um, it will cause more people to hopefully use this. Um, it does look like I saw a tweet from the founder that um, 8,800 people already have uh, signed up and started using this test net. So there, there are people out there that want to use it. it there isn't demand for it. Yeah, I mean, eight, over 8,000 people using this. This is one of those things where when I see a project that's actually using this infrastructure, it immediately makes me like that project more because this cannot be censored or shut down by a government or whatever. And that, you know, is kind of topical these days. But um, that's this is, I think, really an underappreciated, underknown, or I don't know, an unknown project. So... Um, yeah, and I, I guess really the, thing, keen. the big thing too with decentralization is it's until we're truly decentralized and have things like this where people are deploying on decentralized services, if people are still on AWS, you know, are we truly decentralized? Right. I mean, if you're just using a DEX, like I remember a year ago, a lot of DEXs, a lot of projects, they're just using standard servers, AWS, Google Cloud, whatever. And those those guys can shut it down if they want, you know, anything that you're hosting. So this, not so much. But really excited to see how this test net goes. Might have to take a stab at this $200,000 reward pot because there's a spreadsheet where you can see all you have to do. And, I mean, you probably get some AKT out of it. Yeah, it looks like there's 18 different tasks. I mean, anywhere from you know, doing authorizations to actually there's some that it's, you know, media posts. So there's plenty of stuff out here for anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Well, a little bit unrelated. Our topics aren't really related, but what, uh, what did you have? Oh, it's here? All right. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, all of the sports sponsorships that are currently happening with crypto. So um, I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, how Terra is now sponsoring the Washington Nationals, and we've talked before about other sponsorships, and I just wanted to bring up this article um, from Forbes that just kind of goes over some of the big sponsorships that have um, kind of been inked in the last year or so. So the one, so crypto deals uh, with sports teams and leagues have grown over 100% in 2021, and they're expected to reach a $5 billion market by 2026. Um, a lot of these cryptos uh, have realized that in order to grow, they need to have a big community. And in order to have a big community, you need to kind of get the word out there about um, your product. And I think that going through sports is one of kind of the easiest ways to get eyes on your product. Um, and I think that's that's what a lot of these crypto companies are realizing. Um, in February, uh, Manchester United, they announced a multi-year deal with Tezos, valued at $27 million a year. Um, Friday last week, uh, Manchester City announced a sponsorship deal with OKX, which is a large um, centralized exchange for in-stadium branding. Um, and then you have F1 Racing, which has multiple crypto sponsorships, as well as having Crypto.com being the official sponsor of F1 itself. Um, and then uh, just a couple other things I wanted to run through quick. You had during the Super Bowl, I'm sure everybody saw, there was FTX, Crypto.com, and Coinbase all had commercials. 
Um, and Crypto.com also has a $70 million deal for the uh, LA Lakers arena and $175 million with UFC for branding to appear on their apparel. So um, as you can see, these are just deals done in the last uh, couple of months. Um, crypto companies are really starting to kind of branch out and try to uh, get eyes on their product. What do you think about yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. So I know the guys have talked about this a little bit on and off. And I think there's two main things that come to my mind. Number one, that this would be huge to drive adoption at the actual sporting events themselves. And that I think is the next logical step. Number two, that the, on the Super Bowl topic, the, the key difference between this kind of craze and the tech bubble, I think is really important to highlight that these companies are insanely profitable, right? I mean, Coinbase, FTX, these are huge, 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 massive companies, but they're also insanely profitable. And they have huge war chests available to them to spend on marketing like this. That's funny. I, I, I kind of laughed when you went over the Tezos one. There's a blockchain I haven't heard come up in a long time. I don't even know what those guys are doing these days, but um, <laughs> then there's the they're crypto sponsored com, which... <laughs> they're sponsored stuff. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean that one. If you want to read a funny story, the uh, the launch of Tezos, um, they had at the time just a massive ICO back in 2017, and it took them like forever to ever get the tokens launched. It was. It was sketchy for a while, but they actually, they did it. You know, they, they did their thing. But that's one chain I've never really studied much. Um, would love to learn more, though. And, it, you know, the other one is crypto.com is really interesting to me because they have their own, their entirely own chain. And I think other than Binance, although they Binance likes to say they aren't in control of BSC, the, you know, crypto.com for for them is it's really interesting because they have their own complete their their own chain separate from the centralized version, and so that is notable to me because there's not a lot of decentralized blockchains themselves, native chains, who are able to um to make these sponsorships other than I guess Tezos themselves. That's that's what's weird to me a little bit is making that delineation between a centralized exchange going in for the sponsorship versus like the blockchain itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of, like you said, a lot of these centralized exchanges or companies that actually have, you know, a marketing department, leadership, whatever. They're the ones that are currently doing most of the marketing. But I think we will see more kind of decentralized chains as they, you know, they put forth governance votes or whatever that they can do to kind of try to work with some of these um, clubs. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's, it's huge over right now in Europe, there are tons of soccer clubs that are also adopting fan tokens, which you can then, you know, you get a token, you can use it to buy tickets, vote on club matters, um, get discounts, and kind of, you can help build the engagement within the fan community. And I mean, I know soccer isn't huge over in the u.s but you look at other parts of the world like that's the sport like and i think that's going to be a huge part of getting mass adoption yeah i was surprised i don't think they mentioned luna here no they Terra, did not mention they're massive i think that yeah that's one of the bigger one of the biggest ones, ones that has them yeah 
yeah, and they're their own chain, you know, not not centralized. So or not not the centralized version of of an exchange. So that's that's really notable to me to see that the actual blockchains, the projects, the foundations, whatever, they are actually doing all this marketing, Tezos, etc. So yeah, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. Especially, I mean, it makes so much sense for Luna because it's a stable coin, and you want, I mean, they are driving a lot of adoption for the actual product. Versus, yeah, if you could use the product, like what's crypto.com's product, you can go on and trade it. You can go on and trade on their website, you know, versus an actual crypto.com, Coinbase. They're all, yeah, you can give us your money and we'll give you something else. Where Terra, you're saying, hey, you can use our stablecoin in Stadium. It's really easy to use. And then you got them on the blockchain. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's the future is, is driving that adoption if we can do that. No doubt. Yeah, maybe that's the theme here. Adoption um, with Acash, making the infrastructure more scalable and dependable. And that's a prerequisite for development. And then you have the real world retail viewpoint of sports sponsorships. You know, when those two worlds can collide a little bit more, I think is when we really have a period of daily use beyond just trading right yeah i that's excellent very well put i try i try (laughs) all right man well hey i think we uh we've we've chatted enough for talked our ears off here but we will be back tomorrow morning for more daybreak crypto good talking to you man you too peace